Welcome to our podcast about sailed cargo. We are Abby and Feta from High Seas High School and are aboard the Holden Leo. Today is the 4th of April 2022 and our position is 33 degrees north and 46 degrees west. Our next port of call is Horta Azores and the ETA is the 8th of April 2022. In this podcast, we will first present this topic as a whole, discuss its eco-friendliness, go through some examples, compare and contrast sailing vessels to conventional cargo ships, and discuss how realistic this solution could be. Here, a quick introduction to the topic. This is the 12th of January 2022, and I'm here with a specialist from the Tres Hombres, whose name is... Adrian. And today we have some questions about sailed cargo. How would you describe sailed cargo? Uh, Sailed cargo is actually using sailboats to move cargo without using the engine or using the engine as little as possible. Right, thank you for the insight. Sailed cargo in today's world is the reuptake of wind propulsion for maritime cargo transport to shift the sector onto a decarbonization pathway. This, in our opinion, is very important. We will explain why in this podcast. Before we get into sailed cargo, we would like to present some general facts and goals about the issue of global warming. Until 2050, Emissions need to be reduced to net zero to have a chance at limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Moreover, shipping emissions need to be reduced by at least 85% compared to 2008 levels by 2050 to avoid excessive global warming of more than 2 degrees Celsius. In today's presentation, we have Adrian. So now, about you. Could you shortly describe your role on the Tres Hombres? Uh, yes, so I started out, uh, It was my, the Tres Hombres was my first big seagoing uh, sailing vessel. So I started out as a trainee in 2013. And after that, I was really hooked on sailing, so I kept going. And moved on to some other ships as a deckhand. And later I got back as the second mate and later the first mate as well. Wow, congratulations. The Tres Hombres is a two-mast cargo sailing vessel that has the capacity of 35 tons of cargo, six professional crew and 12 trainees. It mostly sails in the Atlantic and the Caribbean Ocean, docking in Europe, islands in the Atlantic, the Caribbean and America. It was one of the first projects to reinitiate sailed cargo. Yes, the Tres Hombres is a project started by three friends, hence the name Tres Hombres. They found abandoned rundown vessel in the Netherlands and decided to fix it up as a sailing vessel to transport cargo. And when they got it, they took the engine out. It was very important for them to prove that you could still transport cargo without the use of an engine, like we've been doing it for hundreds of years. This podcast revolves around the three main questions of how eco-friendly is sailed cargo? What the difference is between a conventional cargo ship and a sailed cargo ship, and if sailed cargo is worth it as a long-term solution.
Starting off with eco-friendliness, it depends on three factors. How much you use the engine, how the crew gets on and off board, and what material the ship is out of. Right, so then our question comes, how eco-friendly is it? How eco-friendly is it? Well, if you don't use the engine, in uh, theory you can transport something with almost no uh, CO2 emissions. If you look at uh, moving it with a boat by itself, but if you look at what goes around it, so moving crew to and from the vessel, that of course with flying uh, produces uh, pollution. If engine use is limited to entering and exiting port, the cargo is on a good way of being very eco-friendly. About flying crew, we need to consider that a sailing vessel can often require more hands on deck than a normal container ship. This means more crew and possibly more flights. About the building of boats, there are vessels in metal, wood and a combination of the two. In this case, wood seems to be the more eco-friendly variant because trees can be from controlled provenience and it can be made sure that at least the same number of trees are planted back. Other vessels use the best of both, creating a very sturdy superstructure with metal and planking it with wood. Like most container ships, other vessels choose to use exclusively metal. Both materials are eco-friendly depending on how they're processed and maintained. A lovely person on board, Bartosz, told us that when it comes to eco-friendliness of material, the processing of metal can release many fumes and can require many chemicals. With wood, it's more about provenience. If wood doesn't come from a controlled source, it can be that endangered species of wood are cut down or that deforestation takes place. Wood and metal have a similar longevity. It just depends again on how these materials are maintained. Moreover, there are eco-friendly ways of maintaining wood. For this natural material, there would be beeswax. For metal, it is more difficult to find eco-friendly ways to maintain it. Metal is maintained by paint and there are no eco-friendly paints that would really work for that. So theoretically, wood should be more eco-friendly to maintain? Except that new industries have been creating possibly easier but more damaging alternatives to beeswax. That's why both materials end up being about equally eco-friendly. Chapter 2. Conventional cargo ships versus sailed cargo vessels. Our first aspect will be maintenance. And um, how much maintenance goes into these? Uh, a lot of maintenance. So they need to have ongoing maintenance throughout the sailing voyage and besides that ideally one month minimum of maintenance while the boat is in harbor or out of the water to reach the especially for the wooden hulled ships it's very important to maintain under the water line to make sure that the boat stays free of leaks that's incredible okay so one month of maintenance to tell us about what maintenance looks like on a cargo vessel, we have another guest here. Siemanko, I am Kacper Czapski, the current engineer on the Golden Leo. I am from Poland, I finished uh, Gdynia Maritime University. Before I worked uh, on many different types of vessels, including container ship, oil rig, reefer, sailing vessel, Darmodzieży and Mir, 
and icebreaker, tug, lift, vessel and tanker with biomassa. Like circa about 10 ships in total in comparison on uh, cargo vessels we have been there in 16 or even 20 people to operate the vessel on a cargo uh, ship most of the maintenance they are done underway and the ship is st spending between one two days in the harbor to fill up the documents Another aspect we would like to talk about is the amount of crew necessary to move the cargo from one place to another. Both types of ships require about the same amount of people, a solid crew of 18. The big difference is the amount of cargo being carried. On the Tres Hombres, for example, 18 people carry 35 tons of cargo. On a container ship, the same amount of people is responsible for thousands of tons. And how much cargo were you responsible for? It depends on which ship. Uh, for example, uh, the, on, the, on the Bibo, it was a bulk in, box out vessel with uh, 60,000 tons of sugar. For example, on bulk carrier uh, or reefers, we were taking, we took the 5,000 tons of tuna. So it's all varies greatly, but there is a definitely difference to a sailing vessel. This makes cargo vessels possibly cheaper and more crew efficient for companies to use. But is sailed cargo worth it? Partly. Through sailed cargo, we barely alleviate the amount of CO2 pumped into the air every day. Sailing vessels are also far slower than other cargo vessels. A sailing vessel normally travels with about 6 to 10 knots and is very affected by changing winds. A cargo vessel can travel at about 20 to 25 knots constantly, days on end. Moreover, a sailing vessel carries less cargo and requires a lot more crew in comparison to the amount of payload it carries. Besides, crew needs to travel to and from the ship, which is usually done via plane, a not-so-eco-friendly solution. Mostly trainees join on a voluntary base or even need to pay a fee, making it unattractive for the mass. Maintenance is also done on a voluntary basis. If this industry was scaled up, there would at one point be a lack of people to operate the ship. Since the industry is not very profitable, most companies will not invest in these technologies, making this solution very hard to fulfill. Yet sailed cargo in a way is a message to the world that cargo can be moved in an eco-friendly manner, it has been done for many years before. It is also a proof of concept that tries to raise awareness for decarbonizing industries, as our first officer Adrian says. Do you think it would help against global warming? Could it be a long-term solution? And is it practicable in large scale? So can you size up this project? So I think that uh, using the traditional sailing vessels as uh, sail cargo vessels, it is more about raising the awareness that most of our goods during their lifetime, 90% of goods, they get transported by ship all across the world. So the, for the traditional vessels, I don't think it is a solution to solve global warming. It's more to put a message across. You can use the concept of the wind, using the wind to propels a ship, of course. There's uh, lots of uh, technical research being done. 
on how to imply more uh, modern uh, wind-powered propulsion for bigger cargo vessels. So I think and I hope that it will be uh, used in the future and help to, in a combination with uh, renewable energies, to make the shipping industry uh, carbon neutral, which has to happen actually. Yes, absolutely. Since we have a very limited budget of CO2 that we can still sort of emit in our atmosphere before we will exceed what is possibly the 1.5 degree mark or 2 degree mark of global warming, which will of course bring other effects on us. Is there anything else you would like to add about sailed cargo in general? Maybe, I don't know, anything that really comes to your mind, anything that you need people to know out there? Yeah, there's uh, a lot of uh, small little projects going around. And if you look up Sail Cargo online, you'll find uh, which projects are where in the world. And a lot of these uh, projects can use investments or you can buy a share in the boat. And that helps out uh, the Sail Cargo community a lot. That's very insightful. Thank you so, so much. Cargo shipping is responsible for 2.89% of global anthropogenic emissions. This might not sound like a lot, but the IMO now assumes that emissions in 2050 will amount to 90 to 130% of 2008 levels. This is well above its own emissions reduction target of 50%. What does seem to be on an uprise are support models on cargo ships. Two examples are kites and tubes that create a low pressure and high pressure to move the ship forward, just like a sail would. Out of these two examples, kites are the more effective, reducing the amount of fuel used per voyage by almost 40%. So we can see through this example that something is being done in this industry to reduce carbon emissions. Maybe the way to go in the future is this hybrid model. If we can optimize these technologies, we could possibly reduce carbon emissions even further without compromising the efficiency of speed and cargo transported. What do you think about the future? Do you think it's a good idea to go hybrid or should we try and follow the way of zero emissions? The future is in our hands. It's up to us to make the most out of it. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for more. This was a podcast created and edited by Federico Donati and presented by Abigail Carbonell and Federico Donati. If you would like to know more about our project, you can visit hshs-blog.de. If you would like to find out more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at feda underscore 249. I would like to thank Peggy Merkur for mentoring me throughout my journey and making this podcast possible. Thank you so much.